Welcome back to Footwork, a podcast for those who dream big, never settle, and make their own path. I'm Sean. And I'm Dylan. Together with guests, we share stories and tips every Monday to educate, inspire, and create a community built of soccer players and dream chasers. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Jasmine Wardlow is a professional soccer player who just signed for the Central Coast Mariners and Australia's A-League. Jasmine has already made it across the world in her young career, playing for Santa Clara and Oregon in college, being drafted by the Houston Dash, then making her way to Serbia where she played Champions League games and Fiorentina in the Serie A. Jasmine's ups and downs have led her to this exact moment, knowing her true value, appreciating her journey, and being grateful for all that came her way. Enjoy. So, Jasmine Wardlow, welcome to Footwork. Thanks for having me, guys. Our pleasure. We always start with the motto here, which is make your own path. And as someone who's played in several countries now, you know, experienced different cultures, moving parts and everything, what does make your own path mean to you? Um, when I think of make your own path, when I hear that, I think of just being bold and fearless in whatever you're doing in life because we all have unique journeys and stories and paths um but with that also embracing it and enjoying it I think sometimes it's so hard to just enjoy the moment especially um, when it comes to comes down to comparison so being just bold and courageous and fearless, that's kind of been my motto. And then also learning how to enjoy it. Brilliant. And before we dive deeper into your journey, tell us who are you, where were you, and where are you going? Who am I, where was I, and where am I going? Oh, uh, that's <laughs> deep. <laughs> nice to meet you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I'd say like in the past, I'd probably say, oh, I'm a professional soccer player or a professional footballer. Um, right now, I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a twin, granddaughter, all of these things. Um, entrepreneur. But those are all things that I do. So that's like what I do. But I'm really glad that my identity comes from God. So I'd say I'm a child of God and like, that's the best identity for me. And like, it's so dope and fun to be able to rep that. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that's who I am. And where was I? Um, in terms of like, what do you mean? Like, However it's you funny, want. it's where, open to interpretation. Yeah. yeah, some some oh, have gone wow. like where are you from? Where's my journey you gone? But also like some people have said like the the resume. So we leave it up into yeah. interpretation. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? I'll take it this way. I would say I used to be in this space um that I thought was like success, um, but now like me defining my own success, I've just kind of like rewrote that story. And so I would say like, that's where I was. And currently I'm like living how, like living the dream basically. And it didn't always look like this, like from the past. Um, and where I'm going, I would just say up, like up from here with anything I do in life, I want to be the best at what I do. And so just building off of that um, and being at the top, like bringing others with me, I think that's extremely important because like who wants to be at the top alone? Um, mm. But where I'm, where I'm going, yeah, I would just say up, up from here. <laughs> up from here. Up from here, yeah. I mean, with all this knowledge that you have now, too, with, you know, different definitions of success throughout the years, that's kind of, I loved what you said there, and I kind of wanted to, to bring it back to that. How has your definition of success, how do you think it's changed, and how do you think 
or why do you think it's changed throughout your journey? Um, I would say, I think my definition of success has changed. I'll use this as an example. Like I grew up always wanting to play professional soccer and it's kind of like that revolving door where it's just always going to be the next thing like you achieve one thing and it's like maybe not even 24 hours and you're like okay now I'm setting new goals (laughs) and trying to achieve like yeah the next thing um and so achieving that I'm like I'm just gonna enjoy it so for me that's my definition of success is just like enjoying where I'm at Mm. Um, whereas maybe in the past I would have been like trying to climb the ladder or chase this worldly view of success. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a difficult balance because as soccer players, as entrepreneurs, you're constantly trying to improve on the next thing and to go up and go up and go up and go up. But if you're up and down in terms of, you know, your gratitude for it or your happiness for it, then that journey becomes very difficult. And then I think that's kind of that divide when you start only looking at the destination instead of each step and how cool it is to take each step, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I've had to learn. I've, I've had to learn gratitude, honestly, like it's a daily, like, habit and discipline that I'm really intentional on right now Mm -hmm. um, because I've been in that space where I wasn't grateful um, even though there was so many things around me to be grateful for Um, so I love that yeah I mean it goes back to we have a a footwork original quote here have a direction and not an end point and it kind of you kind of spoke on that where you used to have these little end points but realize that those end points don't fulfill you at all because as soon as you get there you're on to the next one so learning to yeah. enjoy that the the process of the journey of getting to each step is actually what is fulfilling yeah exactly i love that how do you feel like do you have any tips for people out there because i like that's another thing i think the practicing like practicing gratefulness is is a a great thing i mean it's a tough skill to be grateful especially in our careers as athletes do you have any advice or any tips and things that kind of helped you along the way? Um, what I like to do every day is I'll write out what I'm grateful for. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm always reading books and like, I feel like, like self-help books, growth books, and that's definitely helped me. But in terms of like practical gratitude just writing it down um whether you have to I remember someone told me to write a hundred things that I'm grateful for and it was in this season where I was just so like negative and Mm. um it was really tough and in the beginning it was really hard to find write down and find a hundred things that I was grateful for but that was just in my mind um and once I got over that, like, it just started flowing, like, Ooh, I, really, I really like that. Like, yeah, just little things, senses to be able to see the beautiful sun or yeah. like warm water, like just so many different things. Now, that's brilliant, because having an, a, a target, like having a, a larger target, 100 things you're grateful for, it's tough to think of that, even if like, you're in a great space and everything's going well. It's tough to think of a hundred things. So it kind of tricks your mind into be always thinking of one more thing and one more thing. And then you're looking back and you're like, oh damn, I'm grateful for a lot of things here. Like there's a lot of things going right. Yeah. I, like I think especially too, when things are hard right now, I love like looking back like mm. on my life and seeing like what has transpired and how, how many things have always worked out even um being in it thinking that it wasn't going to work out um yeah and looking back you've been all over the map but as we understand it there's been some moving parts and 
you are uh, beginning a new exciting journey in a different different part of the world. Can you give us a scoop to where you're at now? Yes. So I'm currently in Australia and I just signed with the Central Coast Mariners. And so it's the new expansion team um, in the A-League and I'm super excited. Preseason will start in a little under a week and a half. That's this is where we insert the the applause, yeah. uh, everyone cheering <laughs> in the background. I mean that's amazing. It's it's Thanks, guys. <laughs> this is another stop on the journey. How did this how did this kind of come to fruition? Well, my husband was playing basketball here, and he was in Melbourne. Um, and I knew I wanted to leave Italy, and I was doing my research, talking to a lot of different players. They had nothing but great things to say about Australia as um, a place to live, the culture, the people, and as well as the league. So my eyes were set on the A-League and took a leap of faith, came to Australia. And it was honestly like I could not have wrote this story. Like it was all God because I went to – I went to Sydney for the World Cup um, and weeks prior, I had messaged my current coach um, actually on LinkedIn because I was so set on playing in Melbourne, like so set, so set, so set. It was Melbourne or like nothing. And then one one day before this, um, before training this off season, I was like, I think I should open my eyes to maybe playing in a different place in Australia. And so when I was in Sydney, she messaged me back. We hopped on the phone the next morning. We got coffee together and then it just took off from there. Um, and it just worked out perfectly. I went to the, to watch my friend in the world cup and like left with an offer. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. And this all yeah, happened via awesome. you reaching out on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Because I wow. I was um <laughs> I know I've had like crazy LinkedIn op- like I've just had we've had zero luck yeah. on LinkedIn so that's why we like we're no happy for LinkedIn. we're happy for you but it stung <laughs> a little bit because I've messaged like six hundred times on LinkedIn you know no I'm just You're kidding. kidding oh my god I wouldn't say six hundred wow. but this it's a large number many but I mean that's that's the beauty of it is like it just takes one chance exactly yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. Like with LinkedIn, I I I don't know if you guys know this, but I became a personal assistant um through LinkedIn, like for this celebrity couple. I won't mm-hmm. say who, but mm-hmm. through LinkedIn, like how crazy. <laughs> that is crazy, especially so a celebrity couple working too. Great like, for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they need to get you on the payroll. You have some you success guys... stories. Some tips. I yeah. Know. LinkedIn sponsor me. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with you? Have a the premium? Do we not have the premium account? What's going on here? No, you guys. I well, actually, for both of these, I did the premium, and then I set like a little alert and was like, cancel LinkedIn premium. I'm like, I'm not paying for that. Yeah, you yeah. did the free trial Ooh. subscription, free trial. and then oh, you, you thought you had me. Yeah, <laughs> you thought. That's amazing. I'm so glad that worked out for you. I mean, it just goes back to like, sometimes you just have to shoot your shot and just connect. I think the connections that you can build by yourself, even like sometimes you have, sometimes you have an agent and having an agent is amazing. And maybe you do do you have an agent as well? I currently do, but I was in transition um, of switching agencies. And so I was basically this whole off season, I've been my own agent. Just goes to show you too, like, you know, don't, you don't always have to wait around. You can, you, there's some ways and maybe it didn't work for Sean and us, but it, it worked for Jasmine. So yeah, like that's just, it just, it's funny. It just goes back to what I was saying in the beginning, like be bold yeah. because for sure me behind the phone, I'm like, oh my gosh, what if she doesn't respond or mm-hmm. what if mm-hmm. he doesn't respond or but just be bold and courageous and fearless and just see what happens. Was this the first time that you reached out on for yourself 
trying to reach out to a team without relying on an agent in your career? No, not the first time. I've used LinkedIn before. Um, I think it was, I can't remember, but it's, it. no, it's not the first time. It probably sounds mad to like, I don't know, if you were to talk to an NBA player or an MLB player, like in the States, like how many of them are reaching out to a coach on LinkedIn, you know, like. I would say probably never. Definitely zero. That's, that's the beauty. That's the beauty. This of is the beauty too. of what we're yeah. doing. Exactly. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sean and I have, have, it's, it's a, it's a good connection here. Cause Sean and I have been talking about like opportunities, checking enough boxes and then making sure after experiences that you've had throughout the years, like you have that experience and now you know what your worth is as a, as a player, you've seen what's out there. So having those opportunities, that come in and help you when you're joining the club to make sure that those boxes need to be checked. So for you, especially as you were kind of being your own agent in this period, what were you looking at? Like what boxes needed to be checked for you when you were looking at a new club? Oh, wow. You guys are asking some amazing questions <laughs> because this was like the craziest off season I've had so far um and I think that was because I just knew everything was going to work out but it was more so like defining my values and like what I'm looking for in my next move like whatever next team I'm going to sign with and so um some of the boxes were Like I wanted to play left back. Mm -hmm. um, I was getting recruited as a center back, which I can play both positions, but my heart right now is like set on left back. So like position um, accommodation, like I didn't want any shared accommodation, especially not as, as newlyweds, like yeah. um, accommodations from housing, car, however they could help. And it was really hard to do this on my own because I've never negotiated any anything before. Like, so especially like as a woman, I think it can be intimidating to negotiate on that front. Um, and then as well as like where I'm going to live, being from California, I want to be in warm weather. Yeah. Going back to like my college recruitment, I knew I didn't want to play on the East Coast. Um, and so with that being Melbourne, like it would have been a little bit tough, but Australia will warm up <laughs> Yeah. and especially having a, a healthy team slash club environment, like relationships are one of my top values. And so, especially after the experiences that I've had, that was something that was like a non-negotiable, which again, like it's an expansion team. You don't really know what you're going to get, but I think in that it's so beautiful because there's power and being able to, to establish like that culture, you know, yeah, and yeah. make it how, how we want it. Um, but those are just some of the, the boxes that come off the top of my head. In terms of also team... in terms of like, sorry, facilities, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Facilities, facilities, facilities. Like, I'm at a point in my career where I'm just like, come on. Like, in terms of resources, let's support and invest in women's football. Like, yeah. especially if it's on the men's side, there's no reason why it shouldn't be there on the women's side. And um, Central Coast is doing a really, really great job at making us equal on those fronts. So, yeah, that just sorry I didn't mean to cut you off. But what are no, that. of course. I mean that sparks a great a great avenue there. What what are some of the ways that you see Central Coasts, especially in terms of what you've seen abroad? You've been in in a few countries now, so like what kind of sets that apart in terms of trying to bridge the gap to make it more equal and more fair? Yeah, I think of two examples off the top of my head. One, the stadium, which is absolutely stunning. It's beautiful. Um, 
I believe we're the only A-League team that the men's team and the women's team will play in the same stadium. As well as my, you know, getting recruited and like talking to my, my coach, she was very adamant, which I love. And I respect her so much for this of having the women's, um, the women's team having like our own space. So we won't be training on the same grounds as the men. And honestly, I think that's all right. We'll be at a university and the lionesses left all of their equipment for us. So we've got new, beautiful gym. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) For us, like specifically, like the women's team. Because I asked our manager, I'm like, hold on. Because it just said Central Coast Mariners. I'm like, that could be men or that could be women. But it's specifically for us. where we were not competing with the men's team for gym time, field time, meal time, all of that stuff. So. Oh, that's amazing. Cause I'm sure at other opportunities, it's felt like, you know, they might be trying, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the men are at this level and you're at this level and that it can't be a good feeling to go, to walk through and think of myself as a professional player. And they're still holding you back as kind of second class within a club. That can't, I mean, it's tough for me for people who don't see that and then don't support the bridging of this gap. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to hear and it's tough to experience it. So. Your time there with this world cup and everything, how was that in terms of seeing the excitement around the women's game and seeing the excitement for Australia and then kind of bringing that into these next, um, you know, A-League women's seasons. How do you see that? Man, it's the perfect time to be here. I think playing in the A-League, um, coming off just like that momentum from the World Cup being here, as well as New Zealand, like people who never watched, like Aussies that have never watched women's soccer were watching women's soccer. And so with the A-League being right around the corner, hopefully um, they'll still come out and support, you know, those fans. Like, fans are huge. Like, um, and then just to see the investment that's being made, Hmm. it's the perfect time to be here. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. Were you getting a lot of banter from Australians about them going a little farther than the U.S.? Honestly, no. Oh, that's nice. I, like I had some. I, I got know. some different banter in in Australia when I was there. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah, I think they were. No. Yeah, yeah. I think they were like a little sad that. Oh <laughs> yeah. Got knocked out. Yeah. Oh, nice. We got fans everywhere. <laughs> Footwork.club, the official website for all things footwork, is now live. Check out all Footwork podcast content, including episodes, guest features, and YouTube videos. The Press, a section with written articles, interviews, and blogs from ourselves and guests. Game Time, updates about our season in Germany and what's going on behind the microphone. Want to go pro? Dedicated to helping soccer players follow their dreams with helpful info and our consultation sign-up. That's a free video call with us to connect and ask anything. And of course, the Footwork shop. We got some of the best merch around as well as free PDF templates like a CV builder and much more. So join the club at footwork.club. Good. Then let, let's go back to your first professional experience because it's uh, you've come a long way and have had a few stops along the way. Um, walk us through the ups and downs of the first year between the draft, first starts, playing time. And what did you take away from your first experience as a professional? And what did you look for in the next the next opportunity? Man, 2019. Okay, 2019 was a Houston Dash. The draft. The draft. I heard you were really nervous for the draft. I was. I was so nervous. Like, first of all, I didn't want to go to the draft. Mm -hmm. um, But one of my coaches, he just always sees the glass is full, like not half full um, or half empty. And he was just like, what a great. Yeah, just full. Like, what a great experience it would be to just be there in the room like even if you don't get drafted I'm like okay Manny okay fine I'll go (laughs) um and then like to have your dad and brother there I'm like okay fine whatever (laughs) we'll make it a family trip um and then I was so nervous sitting 
yeah to, Ch- to cold Chicago Hell yeah yeah um <laughs> but I was so nervous my body was so tense just sitting there waiting to hear my name called I had to take like ibuprofen or Motrin or something afterwards because my muscles were just so tight mm-hmm. and um the draft was a really cool experience but with that like I still had to go and earn my contract like I didn't receive a signing bonus or anything like that maybe in other professional leagues like I had to earn my contract um and I was one of the last few to earn a spot and so I packed my suitcase my suitcases left college early just finished one of my classes online um and that was a month where I wasn't getting paid I wasn't making money um and it was really tough like to be in a new environment in terms of like the technical and tactical side of the game um just physically also mentally mm. and then to see other other friends or teammates getting contracts and like me being one of the last to get a contract like that season was that season was really hard um but I think learning like when I look back onto that season I just I just think of how important the mental side of the game was because like my mind was running crazy that season like yeah yeah like just dwelling on a on a missed pass or if it wasn't to the correct foot left or right or missed tackle just different things just not uplifting myself not really like even believing that like I deserve to be to be there um but luckily I had some really great teammates uh and friends that I could call my sisters now and just for us even if it's like one or two or three like hopefully it's the whole team but just to rally around one another and be like you got this and I got your back like through the ups and downs like you can lean on me and we're gonna do this together like yeah so Houston that was a crazy time (laughs) especially in the first so contract. Yeah, so young. There's so much going through. I'm sure there's like this pressure you're putting on yourself to perform. There's a fear of mistakes. There's kind of like what you mentioned and alluded to there. There's this imposter oh gosh, syndrome. Guys, there's a, bit. a bunny. Okay, there's let's bunny. get it on camera. Come on. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> can you see it? Did it leave? Oh, it left. Sorry, I'm from California. I don't really see bunnies. So like... <laughs> I would have been distracted the whole time. I'm sorry for distracting you. No, it's all right. We love I didn't it. want to we be love like a special guest. <laughs> no, we, we love could a see it in your guest. face. There was yeah. something. I thought you were actually yeah. there was a snake or something. But a bunny's also cool. <laughs> that was large bunny. This is okay. the reason why you oh. travel. See, the wildlife here is crazy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen kangaroos or what is it? Will the no wallabies have you seen you seen kangaroos and wallabies i've seen both and i've seen a little like the baby kangaroos not like the massive kangaroos that are about to knock you out oh yeah those ones are (laughs) i've never seen like i saw one i think um no maybe i didn't see one i think i've only (laughs) seen like the small you know like the little cuter ones there aren't big kangaroos jumping around it's only the little ones no they're more like those are like more in the center, like in the desert. I'm pretty uh, sure. Okay, okay. And then the ones you'll get around kind of civilization are like cute and cuddly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They don't feel and so I saw intimidating. Them at the zoo. Okay. They're yeah. not just like, I mean, maybe in the country, but like I haven't just seen a kangaroo like hopping around on the, like freely. <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> Coming back from Maybe coming back not. from our National Geographic <laughs> pause there. Um, Sorry, no, it's a, I, I love the uh, the excitement around the bunny. This is like we said, this is the reason why you travel. Just one of them. Um, yeah, coming into that that season, and I want to kind of speak to you a little bit about that idea of imposter syndrome because I feel like we all kind of get it, especially early or especially when maybe you know you've had a few tough games or tough practices and you start to look at those mistakes oh, I keep making this bad pass or whatever 
do I deserve to be here? It can escalate quite quickly. So I'm just kind of wondering, have you felt that throughout your career? Was that more just in that, in certain circumstances in that first contract? And then how did you kind of navigate it? I, I only felt that way in 2019 mm-hmm. um, during my time with Houston. And I think I only experienced it then because after that, I was like, I cannot go back there. Like not locationally to Houston, but like mentally, like I, I, look, yeah. I will mm-hmm. not, al- yeah, I will not allow myself to get so low um yeah and just that that negative self-talk um just but getting there in my mind like to say no like never again to that was a journey in itself um but yeah the mind is powerful and then what comes next is what we would say taking the training wheels off moment where you go to a new country Eastern Europe, playing Champions League. Did you ever expect yourself to do something like this? No, never. <laughs> like, never. Oh, my gosh. And with that, I just, I'm just so grateful because I'm like, look at what I've been able to experience um, traveling to so many different countries. I mean, you guys know, maybe you expected to be in you know in Thailand or Germany um or Australia but I I never expected my professional career to look how it did um and just growing up like wanting to play professionally I I just thought like play professionally like in the states but it's the world's game and like look at where it can it can take you um but yeah champions league and living in serbia no i never expected that was that another but I wouldn't hurdle change for it you for the world. was that another hurdle for you mentally in terms of like you felt like your career had to go a certain way or you saw other people's careers go like a certain way especially americans and nwsl and then thinking like that hurdle of getting over no it can go this way and then this way and it could be a sidestep and it can be this yeah, I think going, I mean, it was sold to me as, you know, it, this is a stepping stone, mm-hmm. you know, because I had taken a break from playing professionally. So, you know, this opportunity in Serbia as a stepping stone with Champions League. And then, so I was like, okay, cool. Um, but once I was there and Champions League had ended and, you know, all the smaller European countries where, Champions League is probably the the most competitive, like the most competition they'll have like until the following year because their mm-hmm. leagues are so weak. Once I was there and I was able to experience it, that's where I was like, man, I'm looking at all my friends playing here or there, like not anywhere in Eastern Europe. Um, and that comparison just like, kind of stole the joy out of the game a little bit um so it was it was tough it was really tough yeah I can imagine I think that's one of if not the biggest barriers of gratefulness is the comparison Hmm. yeah and no matter what no matter how it looks no one's no one's situation is that amazing you know what I mean everyone has these things and there's there's so much that I'm sure that you learn from that, from that year. Yeah. Just to enjoy the journey, like, because we're all going through trials and especially like with social media, everything's usually posted as like glamorous and, um, but just to know, I think the vulnerability from like my close friends definitely helps Mm. me to know that like, I'm not alone. Um, even if like, we're not experiencing the same thing, but playing and being in the same career in the same industry, like we do have a lot in common, but even if we don't like just having that community around me 
we're we're sharing like vulnerability and like I don't feel so alone that definitely helps yeah do you feel like this set the stage for you to have this feeling become more normal of kind of testing yourself in the game by traveling to a new country but also living in a new environment in a new place yeah just have like I just I love to travel and so I just have this like desire and passion for traveling and experiencing a new culture and it's just with that it's opened my eyes eyes so much um and then just to be able to relate to more and just have like not so much a closed uh, mentality um but I now I'm at the point where I have no problem packing two suitcases maybe just going and just going like I'm like what do I have to lose (laughs) Mm. yeah I'm doing what I love exactly like exactly when you're doing what you love like I don't that you just can't can't lose it's impossible Yeah. yeah you can't lose when you're doing what you love yeah and, and with my, that too, there of course that is. I like that. So that that might be the title. <laughs> yeah, I love there that. were um, there were of course other hardships here um, that actually many footballers experienced. So myself, I've definitely gone through it. Many guests, and that comes down to the pay. Sometimes, for whatever reason, it seems in the football world normal that you can work, and then when you come to get your money for putting in this work sometimes it seems that that's not a given um what happened in Serbia with this um so it was the winter transfer window and I had a feeling they weren't going to pay me um when I was back home in California especially because Serbia like the Serbian league had such a large like winter break like it was like almost two months whereas like you know in England or Italy like it might be or Spain it might be eight days maybe and then you know like two of those are going to be travel days if you're going back to the states um so I did ask for my payment in advance and they said no which was fine um but when I got back like I was not receiving pay and it was almost it almost became an issue that like I was asking for my paycheck (laughs) and even then like not having an agent um so there there are moments where I'm like do I have an agent should I have an agent should I not have an agent like that would have been a really like great moment for me to have an agent but in that like I just put my foot down and was like this is not okay so then I ended up networking again like it just fell into place where I got connected with these lawyers um and I took them to FIFA and filed a claim against them and it was like maybe five or six months um oh my gosh so many like emotions Um, coming back to light sorry yeah it's okay but FIFA ended up um ruling in my favor and the club ended up paying me more than what I was asking for in the beginning um but it was never about the money like I just knew in my heart and in my spirit that that was not okay and I never I I did not want any other women's players especially going overseas to Europe when you're sacrificing so much to to experience not getting paid yeah yeah exactly it comes down to like you said yeah the money is important but it's more the principle and right. if no one if no one ever stops it from continuing to happen, then it will just continue to happen because they get away with it without consequences, which happens in both the men's and women's game. But with that, even with that experience, would you do it again? Because you were able to play Champions League. You went to a new country, your first outside of the U.S. to play professional football. Would you do it again? Oh, my gosh. No one ever asked me that. <laughs> it's a good question honestly like after Man, all the chips I mean, fell like, down and everything yeah I know I mean like I wouldn't obviously I wouldn't be here without 
I wouldn't be who I am today without experiencing what I've gone through, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but if, if someone were to go overseas and like play for that club or in that league, I would say, no, don't do it. It's Mm -hmm. not worth it. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. Like, again, it's the world's game. Like I'm sure you can go somewhere else, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, have a better experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, that's a great segue for this too. I wanted to ask you, um, cause I think this is a growing movement too, that should be seen by a lot of girls in college. Like you said, it's the world's game. There's so many opportunities there. So just because NWSL, if you don't get drafted or if you don't get that contract, like there's still the opportunity to play pro there's countless opportunities. So for you, could you give us three pieces of advice for girls in college when they're thinking about going pro abroad? Oh man, you see. You thought, um, you, thought you were getting easy questions today. <laughs> no, no. Oh my gosh, maybe a little. <laughs> no, um, okay, I just think back to when I was a senior and I wanted to play professionally. One, the agent situation, mm. like, reach out to players who have an agent or represented by that specific agent um, because there are a lot of agents out there and they're not, they all do not have your best interests. Like the agent side of things, that was a topic that like I had no clue about. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to navigate those waters. I think I've, I've just gone to that point where I, I know kind of like what to look for an agent. Like, for example, um, the previous two agents that I had, like I was paying them a monthly, um, a monthly payment. And it wasn't until this off season where two of my teammates that I've played with like all around the world, they were like, uh, how, why are you paying your agent? monthly like usually it's an upfront fee or the club is paying them like that yeah and I was like wait hold on what Mm -hmm. and both of them they don't know each other but I both I got that information from both of them and they're like you need to get rid of your agent like now and I'm like on it (laughs) um so like for example like I did not know that you know especially Mm -hmm. as a woman a woman footballer like we're not making that much money and then I'm gonna go and dish it to you every every month so yeah the agent front was like something that that the agent front is something that I would tell um a player aspiring to play professionally to just Mm -hmm. like be mindful about and um and then just being like intentional and defining like your values because you I've I've learned this in the past like six months I'd say like you can have such an amazing opportunity in front of you but if it doesn't align with your values like that's where there's going to be like you know like that that unsettling in your heart and like in your spirit um and I feel like I experienced that a little bit in Italy um but just off the, off the top of my head, like those are the two like big things that I think of. And then mm-hmm. just doing your research, trying to like talk to players who have played there or currently play on that club and like ask about the resources, ask about um, the team dynamic. I mean, teams always change, you know, people are getting traded and waived Um injuries happen but that culture of a club should always be there so I would just say like do your research Hmm. yeah from from a lot of the uh, the women that we spoke to on this podcast and talking you know even off air it seems like the women are very open to helping other women especially if it's just questions so I think that's such a main thing is like you can find people on Instagram and DM them. And I'm sure if they see it, like they're going to help you. They may not be able to help you with a contract, but at least they can answer some questions. And it's something that Sean and I do as well. Just, 
we do like a consultation thing where if you want to connect with us, we can answer any questions. We're not saying we can help you with a contract because obviously we don't know you. It's tough for us to put our name on the line and things like that. But mm. the information that can be out there and can be more readily available just from players who've gone through it. I think that's such a key thing is to just reach out, ask questions. And like you said, get that information so you can make more informed decisions. You know, like you said, with the agent, you didn't know that until you said this off season and you've played a lot. You've had, you know, like hopefully a much longer career ahead of you, but you've, you've played in multiple places. And that's just one of those things where if there was more, you know, communication throughout both games, both men's and women's, I think a lot of players would, would be able to make these informed decisions. Yeah. I mean, I think about it like this. I, when I stepped away before I came back to playing professionally, I had two, I guess, like non-athletic jobs. Right. So I was like mm -hmm. a personal assistant and then I was in medical device sales. Um, take like a corporate job, like, before you take a corporate job, like you're, they're either going to tell you all the job, the job description, everything that, you know, is going to come with the role. So it's like in sports, I know it's a little bit different, but I was just like, wow, like I just, we, especially as women, and maybe you guys experience it too, like you will sign not knowing anything like I've signed At least a lot, yeah. not knowing, yeah, where I'm going to live, who I'm going to live with from like, who's picking me up from the airport, like these little things where you would just assume that you would know, mm -hmm. um, but you don't, but it's like, just ask, yeah, ask, mm. ask, ask the right questions. Now there's something, I think Dylan, we spoke about this recently. I'll just play devil's advocate here because I think with a lot of experiences, sometimes knowing less allows you to make the jump and take the opportunity. Whereas otherwise, if you knew everything that was about to come, you wouldn't make the jump. Is there something to that? For example, your Serbia experience, that was your first experience going abroad. And it wasn't the best experience ever, but you got a lot from it. And if you knew all the things that were about to come, probably you wouldn't have taken it. But is there something to not knowing too much information? That is uh, advocate. I, mean, I pulled this to both of you guys. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Um, I think because just knowing from from our experience, there can be quite a few barriers in terms of like mentally wanting to take a contract. So I think to a certain extent, I mean, not knowing maybe a few details that wouldn't be so changing in your day to day. Absolutely. Um, it also depends on like, yeah, it's tough because I know a lot of players who have gotten started in things that if they look back at, it'd be tough for them to take it again, but it's gotten to them to a, a level. Whereas maybe they didn't get that first step. If they, you know, like they, if they didn't take that first step, maybe they didn't get the second one. So it's a, it's a tough question because obviously you have to know your worth as a person and a player and your own values, but there is the balance of how bad do you want it? Are you ready to take something temporary but obviously not so ideal to, in order to get to a level which will be ideal and have your whole checklist i can't answer that like in a yes or no to be honest with you it is a very devil's advocate question there shawnee and yeah Jasmine. it is uh okay um i <laughs> she didn't want to answer like <laughs> was like, she question. was like going no. to the next one <laughs> I agree um 100 I think I look at it as all right I'll experience it so maybe you don't have to I think especially now like it's such a fun and exciting time to be a woman's professional footballer um like obviously with the world cup and just like the investment that's being made into our sport um but I love what you said about knowing your knowing your worth like if if you can like you know have your checklist like 
why not? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, like with this sport in general, like anything is going to be a grind. Like you're going to have to grind through whatever it is. Like it's not going to be perfect. Um, but it just goes back to like, I love what you said, like knowing your worth and kind of knowing like what you're willing to put up with. Because if we all talked about it, like you might, something might bug you and it might not bug me. Um, but yeah. just knowing like what you're willing to sacrifice and, and what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know like, especially a lot of players when they're trying to get that first contract, a lot of the times it's such a, a focus to be a professional and to have that identity and everything that you kind of, it's easy to look past like a lot of details at first and then kind of, I don't know, rush into something that maybe not be the right opportunity, but it, it, it also is that mm. balance of like, you have to take something in order to get something. You can't always just wait around for the perfect opportunity. Right. So there is that balance. And I think just being open with yourself and then talking it through with people and asking questions can help you realize, is this going to be worth it? Is this opportunity actually going to help me get to the next opportunity? How, how long, when, how much is it going to really affect me mentally and physically, you know, like, and then making that informed decision mm -hmm. and not just being focused with, am I going to be a professional or, you know, is there a few things that I'm not going to get and I'm going to just say no to this when it's actually going to be the best stepping stone for my career. That's the balance. And I think yeah. talking it through with yourself and other people is the only way really to combat it. Yeah, talking it through, I think, with yourself, your family and friends who know you best, um, mm -hmm. and then other players, I think is huge, because it is so exciting, like, it's so exciting to have that first contract, that first offer come through, you know, but when you're talking about it with other players, you might realize that it's maybe not the greatest option or the greatest opportunity yeah. mm -hmm. um in terms of league in terms of money but how do you how do you know these things if you're not talking about it um with exactly. like your your co-workers i guess <laughs> yeah have you ever declined a contract an offer or anything or or the potential of an offer and just been like no this isn't for me um well an official contract never came through, but it, it was getting to a point where I wanted to make a decision to play here in Australia and mm -hmm. all of the Melbourne teams. Um, yeah, I, I took this and then, you know, some of the coaches were like, have you signed with another club? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I did. But um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's like declining, but still counts it's still kind of in that realm of thinking about like what's in your checklist I mean this is kind of what I think makes this special is that this this new opportunity is that you've had all of this experience and all of these things you've had Fiorentina you've had Spartak in, in Serbia you've had the Houston Dash kind of accumulating in this next opportunity where like there is a lot more on the checklist that's been you know checked off and I think having all that will just provide you with all the tools to perform, but also just, you know, enjoy each step in each training, hopefully more than some of the more difficult moments throughout your career. Yeah, no, 100%. Good. I think, um, I think it's time you know, for I'm the, still for thinking, big... I'm, still, I'm still thinking about that question. <laughs> Sean, wants his, Sean has his, yeah what's your answer Sean you pose it to yourself yeah no I've, I've been thinking I mean listening I think oh, yeah. this is what I would say so yeah I think it is different <laughs> it is it is different for everyone because there's a few like there's got to be non-negotiables right so this is it has to have this so if I can find out if it if, if this contract will be will be included in this or whatever the country's safe it's not going to be extremely dangerous for me to be in this country um but then at the same time i think what's your levels yeah. of danger sean what's you, your you have, extremely you, have... <laughs> you put the bar very high yeah what no, about like, like course, what about mongolia like pretty was... dangerous see this is <laughs> this is also my perspective is because mongolia was like 
it was full-time professional. I made enough money in this country to be full-time. It was a first division in a league. So they're competing for like all of Asia champions, League Europa league, but at the same time, it was anything but professional in what I thought professional was. Mm. But I think having this experience and going to a country and I went in with a very open mind, basically with no expectations, was a good learning experience. Then from Mongolia going elsewhere, it was always going to be up. So like I've said before, maybe I could have came to Germany a year early and it might have helped my career. Do I think so in the grand scheme of things in terms of football? No. But the experience I got from playing, oh, it was only five months in Mongolia. It was like priceless. And if I had to do it again, I would do exactly the same thing because would I go back to Mongolia now? No, I wouldn't. But you wouldn't you wouldn't, player, you wouldn't play there again? When when no, I don't think so. But when play I've I've done that already. But when players reach out and ask me about it, I say, especially in the beginning of your career, like do it. Because not only yes, yes, it's professional football and it's a new environment and you have a lot more pressure on you because you're one of the few foreigners, so you have to play. So this these things don't happen elsewhere. In college, it doesn't exist because everyone's like an equal playing field. But also you're in a completely different culture so can you handle going to a new place and still performing i think that's part of it it's a test and the other stuff that is not great or that you could say is a negative i just see it as like something that makes you grow which ultimately you just grow as a person and for all yeah. of us we're in a situation where worst case scenario you just go home so it's like mm -hmm. the worst case for us is not that bad it's like worst case, okay, I just go back to the US. So it's if like taking the you. risk. If, if they, they allow you, I know sure. some yeah, players. Of course, of course. <laughs> if they allow you, I know some players. That's a big one, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of like course. but I yeah. they're trying to get out and the club's like, no chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. But but I agree. That. I I agree yeah. with you as well. Like when I was talking to my it makes me think back when I was talking to um, some of my friends like who had played um, overseas, it was all, it. I think all of their answers are always like, oh, like I, I don't know if I would go back, but I grew so much as a person living overseas right. and navigating that. Mm -hmm. Like in terms of football, I think that's where it's kind of like, I don't yeah. know, but in terms of that growth as a person that you were talking about, they're like, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. And yeah. yeah, I would agree with that too. Yeah, it's tough because knowing the places that I've played at and where I've, you know, played at recently, like I would never go back and be like, take this opportunity again. But it's it's helped me, I guess, get to that stage where I wouldn't take that contract because my worth has now grown. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, what is it? A catch 22 in a way. I guess it's just yeah. situational in a way. Obviously, I'm not, I don't want to be stuck in a country, um, but I also want to be able to further my career. So that's kind of the my balance through it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It was a good thought. Yeah, that was yeah. That's a that is a good one. I feel like there's it's just an open ended answer in the way. Exactly, exactly. So now yeah. reflecting on your journey right now, what things would you say helped you get to this moment? So in other words, why did Jasmine make it as a pro, and why is she still going? Um, I would say just my oh, um probably my determination to never give up like regardless of what was happening I was just determined in my mind mentally to get through and just persevere um because I look back and there are so many moments where I could have stopped I could have quit and been like all right I'm I'm done I'm over this um these Australian bugs are coming out <laughs> but <laughs> well I would say my determination and my community my friends and my family my husband those around me that have just supported me through all of the ups and downs 
I don't know what, where I would be without them. Um, yeah. Love that. The support system is, I mean, it's crucial. Huge. Yeah. So I would say those two. Heading into some lighthearted fun to end out this deep soul searching podcast. <laughs> We're going to do with a little fast feet round, some quick fire questions. But of course, if they if they spark a story or two, we're always we're always down to hear. So the first one would be favorite player growing up. Martha. Baller. Favorite moment in football. Oh, favorite moment in football? I would say beating Stanford in the NCAA tournament NCAA tournament with Santa Clara. Um yeah. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good that there's so many. Um, most difficult moment. Easily my FIFA claim against Spartak um, and playing in Italy. Best advice you ever received? Life is about the journey, not the destination. Love it. Favorite place you've lived? Australia. There we go. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Best player you've ever played with and against? With Michelle Prince. Against Javi Roma. Wow. If you weren't a footballer, what would you be? Probably somewhere in the fashion industry. Maybe like a stylist or something okay life after mm. <laughs> now second life after football now okay. yes yeah, second life gotcha. second life after football gotcha favorite book battlefield of the mind by joyce meyer battlefield of the mind okay cool we have a list so we we like to keep all the suggestions yeah, it's sean's, it. sean's writing it down thank you any <laughs> Any quote or mantra that you live by? Uh, well, actually, I guess this would be life is about the journey, not the destination. Mm -hmm. The best advice, the best advice I've received is actually, it's not all about you. And that came from my dad. <laughs> that is such, but, that's so funny because that's such a dad advice, but it's so true. Yeah, I got a it's shirt with so that on it. It's true. not about you. <laughs> you Sometimes have I need to hear that. Put that on it? Yes, yeah, so there's a, a company called GoRuck. This is a side tangent. But yes, this company essentially is like they put on like a 12 to 20 hour training. So you can experience like basically what it would be like to train like an extremely hard environment. But like I did it. But uh, yeah, of course, it's obviously crazy. But that's one of their like slogans. Is it's not about you it's really? like a team effort like yes. your little things aren't important it's important but like yeah. the, the team is Great the, team the greater good of the team exactly or just in life in general yeah. you could apply it to any situation but yeah yeah nice oh my quote. gosh it's not about you yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. thanks dad yeah thanks dad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but we want to thank you jasmine for coming on i know where there was some back and forth with us but we got it we got the schedule down and I'm so happy we Finally. did because I feel like there was some amazing topics that we were able to open and hopefully provide for, you know, up and coming athletes or athletes still out there and, you know, want to hear this in a different way. So we want to thank you. We want to wish you the best of luck. We can't wait to, to watch along with your oh. journey at Central Coast Mariners and yeah, all the best from us. Oh my gosh. Thanks guys. No, thank you. This was awesome. Amazing to reconnect with with guests again. I'm sure you agree, Sean. I think, um, especially in our own journeys, it's it's amazing to kind of hear these things and then reflect and then reflect on our journeys, you know, apply them to our current situations and everything. So we want to thank Jasmine so much for coming on and, you know, sharing her story with us, opening up with us. And I mean, some of these topics that we dove into, I think are just, are super crucial. I mean, there's, she's gone through a lot of different things in such a short span, you know, she's still got a long career ahead of her, but that checklist, like that we talked about, you know, kind of knowing your worth and knowing 
what you want and your opportunities. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, first off, it's great to have guests again. Um, and yeah, they share their stories and then we, we find so many things in common, which is always amazing. And uh, yeah, motivating also for us, which we always say we get so much out of this ourselves. Um, and I hope that it will help. I think a lot of good points, a lot of good topics that we discussed. Um, and she had really good, really great insight into some of the questions we asked her and some interesting talking points i mean i think the the one about like knowing so much information too i'm still thinking about that i think it's yeah you can play both ways for for certain people there's definitely certain boxes you want to check but definitely getting as much information as you can is part of it and we would both recommend that you need to do the research don't go in blind um sure in some cases maybe taking something is better than nothing but not in all cases and um yeah just sharing look reaching out to people doing your own research um yeah. it's part of it's part of this it's part of this journey and uh yeah it will help you either create an opportunity or find a better opportunity if that's the case exactly and i think like she said there's so much information that you can learn she's you know she's on her what is it now she's on her fourth professional team and she just kind of learned these things about agents that her, you know, her teammates and things were like, oh, my God, like, you know, this happens this way and it should be happening this way. You know, these are the things if you don't open up and talk to the, to other players and stuff like that, you know, then the players don't have the power. And that's where we feel like the, the power should be. It should be with the players. And I think, you know, there was a lot of good advice for girls who, who are looking to take any countless opportunity that could be out in Europe and... Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited for her in this new situation, this new opportunity. Australia, like she said, it's a great time for women's football right after the World Cup. She's playing in the same stadium as the men. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for other clubs to do that. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for her there to flourish. And yeah, so make sure you guys follow Jasmine and Central Coast Mariners to stay up with her journey and this season. And, you know, make sure you're following us and liking on all of our stuff, you know, all that free support helps as we say Um, just a few clicks here and there, and it helps us immensely, you know, and yeah, connecting with us players, fans, you know, let us know what you want to hear. If you have questions about the game abroad and hopefully we can bring that information and grow our networks simultaneously. I think that's what it's all about. Um, Some exciting things on the way. I think for us, we're still, we're classic teasers, Sean and I, but I think we'll we'll hold off until we have a little bit more information on those all these fronts. But you know, it's great to have guests back again. Um, expect many, many more. And yeah, anything I'm missing there? No, I think that's it. I love that's it. about it. So until next time, keep moving forward, keep learning, and make your own path. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as Kong Fitness. But we love to partner with new brands to make their own paths, so get in touch if you must. Footwork.club, the official footwork website is now live, so make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features. Find us on YouTube at Footwork Podcast. You better like and subscribe while you're there. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Find us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast. Great time there. Twitter at Footwork Podcast. TikTok at Footwork Podcast, where we like to post dance videos those are great but more importantly amazing content for any dream chasers out there plug plug pass tell your friends your enemies your mother your brother your sister your pastor it doesn't matter who tell the mailman your dog anybody that can listen like subscribe review because all of that helps while you're there we'll take whatever we can get to join the club join the club he messed me up i mean he can just he can just mash it together so it's fine (laughs) 